Welcome to the Kick Pod, your weekly DNM on the stuff that matters. Hello. Hi there, little honeymooner. Well, ex honeymooner. <laughs> I should just thing? say, uh, Mrs. Ex, Longshore. Ex honeymooner. <laughs> Yes, I broke up with my honeymoon and it was very sad. No, I'm very happy to be... It was so nice. One week was just lovely. It felt like the perfect amount of time. Mm. Very excited to be home. And we actually have a new home, which is Mm. very exciting and also might be why if you can hear a bit of echoing, I hope you can't. I'm still working out where the best place to record at home is. Don't worry, though. Most of our recordings are at the studio. So... It's it funny, it's like, the, it's one of those things when you move house, because we moved house right before our wedding as well, it's one of those things, everyone's like, oh my god, how stressful, this is crazy, and you guys really cut it close, like, you literally moved in the week before your wedding. <laughs> so um, dumb. But in a way, it's super special, it's like, you know, you are signing this contract that brings you together as a family, and then you get to also move into this new space all at the same time, it's like, it's so exciting. It's very exciting. And, yeah, we'll miss our old house, especially our neighbours. We had the best neighbours of all time. (laughs) Like, we literally were like... We, we wanted it was to- so funny. They, <laughs> sorry, sorry to interrupt, but like, I your relationship with them is so beautiful, and every time we saw them, they were like, "Oh yeah, so you know, it's sad they're, they're leaving," and, and like you've said the same, and it's like it's like you're moving to another state, but you're still like five minutes away. I know, I just feel sad because we just love them so much. But um, we just moved around the corner, and we loved our old house so much. It was so great. Firstly, because of our neighbours, but secondly, because it was just. We just loved it. Beautiful. But yeah. we only had a really small concrete, like, town. What do you call it? Courtyard? That's town yeah. yard. Courtyard. Like a patio. Patio thing. And because Bill and Ben are quite large dogs, we had really <laughs> wanted uh, to move Some to space, a house yeah. in the backyard. We used to have a yeah. backyard in our old, old house, and it was great. So, yes, we've moved around the corner to an old house that we will eventually renovate uh, and actually you, so nice. I have to share this, the <laughs> nicest thing. So when the house we moved into uh, is quite old and mm. so when we moved in, well, before we moved in, we just, it had very old carpet so we pulled the carpet out. Very luckily underneath was floorboards so we polished them and gave it a bit of a paint inside and then there was one more thing we wanted to do which was to paint the kitchen uh, and we told you we had to do it when we got back and then we walked in <laughs> yesterday well it was so funny because you were like I'm at your house I was like, I didn't even have a key because my sister looked after our house and her beautiful partner Arlen while we were away and looked after the dogs and mm. the poor thing she the key fell out of her pocket and because the key was from the real we estate we were there agent, that day oh my mm. god we, the key was yeah. from the real estate agent and still and had the address on the key so she was like I obviously need to get the locks changed but a lovely neighbor actually dropped it back the next day so we didn't need to but anyway got them changed so I was like how the heck are you inside I don't even have a key to my house because they have new locks but anyway you were inside with little halves and Josh and then we walked in and you were like turn around and the kitchen was painted seriously that's what so nice yeah, but it's kind of selfish, really, because it's it's because we asked you to come up the river this summer holiday, and you guys were like, "Yeah, we want to try, but we've just got some stuff to do at the house. Like, we need to paint the kitchen, and we don't know how long that's going to take. So, we painted the kitchen so that you guys could spend more time with us." So. <laughs> no, it was such a nice surprise. So that's yeah, how exciting we have a white kitchen. Uh, thanks to you and Joshi, and and yeah. 
So mm. that's some exciting news. Mm. How are you going? I'm good. I'm good. Everything's good. Um, Harvey's teething, which has been a yeah. bit of a roller coaster. He's actually, you know what? He's still such a happy and smiley boy. Like he's, I mean, you saw him yesterday in the day. He's still so happy and smiley. It's really just around his nap times or bedtime that he's getting grouchy or like really wants to cling, which is fine. Like, I mean, I love it when he falls asleep in my arms. Like, it's really beautiful, but it's more so just, you know, we kind of got used to this routine of him being able to self settle and like go to sleep on his own. And it meant we could get a lot more done and, um, you know, feel a little bit less hands on. So I'm kind of trying to appreciate it you know, because I, I see others like talk about how, you know, as they grow up, you, all you want is for them to fall asleep in your arms and like cuddle you more and stuff like that. So I'm really trying to soak it in. Um, but at the same time, you know, manage everything else that we've got to get do, like work and everything in between that. Um, but the best part is, is he's still that happy boy and he's awake time. So we're managing. Okay. It's um, the sleep is, has been interesting overnight. It's like gone from one wake up to three um (gasps) probably only two where we actually physically have to get out of bed um but for example like this morning he woke at 4 30 and was pretty unhappy but I'd already woken up and given him a feed a few hours early so I woke Josh for that one and he was just super unsettled for like an hour with Josh so Josh like I texted Josh because I pretty much stayed awake the whole time and was like, okay, maybe just bring him down and I'll just cuddle him and give him a feed anyway, um, just to settle him. So there's a bit of that, like you kind of go backwards in your, in your sleep training and everything you've kind of gotten them used to just to give them a little bit of extra love and a bit of comfort, which is fine. It is what it is. Um, so yeah, just, just going How with the flow. How many teeth does he have to grow? A lot, like a full set. <laughs> How many we got? <laughs> it's like a full set. It's ba- like, he's only got the one of his bottom teeth and he's he's gonna get like them all how many teeth time, do we so. have this is not something i don't I even know. know i don't i know we have more adult no do we have more baby teeth than we do adult teeth or the other way around i can't even remember what about though do babies get conditioned to their teeth growing like they go through the first one and it's kind of hard and then they're like i've i've done this before or that every single time is bad i'm fairly sure every baby's different like my mum, my right. mum said that when we were teething it, it happened really late. Like we were a lot older and she's like, I don't know if that helped or not, but you didn't seem, she didn't seem to have the same struggles as what she heard from her friends when her those kids went through teething. Um, so I don't know if it makes a difference that, that when they come in later, maybe they're, I don't know, more equipped to deal with the pain. <laughs> I don't know, but it would be so confusing for them. Cause like, you can't tell them, you know, this is all normal. You're, you're just getting a tooth. It's fine. Like they have no idea what's happening. So like, of course they're a bit, you know, scared and, and out of it. But I, I have no idea laws and I have no idea how long, you know, now that the first one's coming out, how long until all the other ones pop out or like, is this just forever? <laughs> Some he, of my friends have really said pointy? it kind of comes and goes. Is yeah, really, it's really sharp. Maybe that's why it's extra pain because it's like stabbed <laughs> through the skin. <laughs> He's like a shark. <laughs> like not a bad shark, like a, just with a pointy tooth. <laughs> no but I'm reason. really going to miss his little gummy smile. Like I just Oh, I love he's so he cute. <laughs> He's just anyway. And yesterday, I picked him up and he cuddled me. Yeah, like he he's just grabbed tight and put his head on my chest, and I was like, "Oh my god, I love you." Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it was gorgeous. Um, so, do you have a special share? I do have a special share. It's um, it's another podcast. I mean, you might not have heard of it. It's a pretty small one. It's called Shameless. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, never. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, obviously, we love Michelle and Zara, and we love their potty. But I actually, I go in and out of being interested in listening to celeb like 
culture, all that sort of stuff. Like I go through periods where I really want to learn it all and like listen to it and like be up with it. And then I go through periods where it's like the last thing I want to listen to. But what I'm loving at the moment is the scandal episodes. Yeah, like they're they good, re- aren't they? Yeah, how they revisit kind of like old scandals. And, you know, I really loved the um, Brad and Angelina and Jennifer Aniston one, and I'm just about to finish the Marilyn Monroe one. But, yeah, I highly recommend it. It's really fun I don't know, going back and listening to it and then kind of debunking old articles and all that sort of stuff. And I feel like I've learned so much more because all these things happen. I mean, Mallory Monroe is a different, that's a totally different story because that obviously happened before I was even, <laughs> I even existed. <laughs> I but like, the things, <laughs> but with the other things like Brad and Angelina and everything, that was happening when I was a young teenager. So I wasn't, you know, as up with it. And obviously we didn't have things like social media. So I wasn't as connected to the media and everything. And so I'm still kind of learning and it's just really cool to see how things have changed or maybe how those stories would have played out if they happened that nowadays. And yeah, I don't know. I really enjoy them. Yeah, they're good, aren't they? I like their perspective mm. as well. They're very smart they people. Are. And so when you hear smart them people. thinking about things, you're like, interesting. I haven't thought about it that way. I liked, you know, I think my favourite was the Kim Kardashian, and um, mm. which is very rogue for me. And Chris, uh, is that his name? Not really. You love Kim Kardashian. I do. No, as if, but that was, <laughs> they've done a lot of good ones. But not, yeah, they have. I would prefer, I, I mean, I would have thought, I don't think there is one on Kim and Kanye. But the Kim, the seventy-two day marriage one, I really liked mm. that one. Anyway, highly mm. recommend. Love it. Good mm. one. Mm. What's yours? Good question. Uh, so <laughs> I, I am not going to forget this. Time. I was reading a book this week, uh, and it is called. Okay, question. Yes. How many books did you read on your honeymoon? I only read one. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I took with me four. I only read yeah, okay. one. Uh, and the one that I read was called 101 Essays That Will Change Your Life by Brianna Wiest. I absolutely loved it. So she's an incredible writer. And uh, the book was actually just lot, or it is a lot of her essays put together. So it's mm. a really nice thing to, it's not a book that I suppose you can't put down because as one chapter finishes in, it's like a new thought or something. So it's really, really good for holiday reading, actually anytime reading. And I have got a quote from it that I really loved, a little passage Can I please read it? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We'll put it in the show notes then. Yep. No, you can read it. (laughs) Okay. So when you choose to value having other people's acceptance over your own, you accept a fate of battling your instincts to assimilate to the needs of other people's egos. In the meantime, a world and lifetime of listening, leaning, allowing, following, perceiving, feeling, and experiencing constantly eludes you. That's a good quote. Very good. So I just thought that was a really nice because perspective on how anyone, we always talk about this, it's very Mm. hard to not care about what others think and the more reminders we have, the better. And I thought that was a very beautifully worded, powerful reminder. Very powerful. Love the way that is written. Thank you for sharing. You're very welcome. Now, (laughs) before we get into today's episode. Which I loved, by the way. I'm not in this episode, guys, but it is a goodie. I mean, it's Steph's listen. So it's going to be cut out, this one part that Steph and I just spoke about, so we can talk about it now. Okay. But when uh, adults and I, when we, you record with your partner, like you might be listening yeah. and be like, well, I haven't recorded a podcast with my partner. Let me tell you, it's you just get really annoyed at each other. When Dalton and I work together, we, it's funny because, I mean, it's about exactly loving each other. Yeah. We're on our honeymoon. You know, yeah. no relationship is without annoying each other. Or Absolutely. pissing people off, each other Absolutely. off in this case. Yeah. And it was so funny because we were sitting, we had to record 
um, through the phone. And so we had to sit the same distance from the phone. And I could, Dalton goes into this, like, love his podcast voice. It's, like, very... Yeah. Very soothing. <laughs> sure. It's a different voice. <laughs> and um, anyway, he's quite soft and he was sitting quite far away and he kept moving further away. And I had mm. to keep telling him like, can you please come closer to the microphone? And he was like, do the, do the impression. Yeah, yeah. No, Laura literally went, um, honey, you just, I can see the, the voice thing. It's really low. Do you mind just moving closer? And he just went, he was like, I've got a really loud voice. Yeah. <laughs> and then you were like... Okay. And, and you said, like, okay, and like continued. I can but it was see so that true. You, like, don't. you could tell he was sitting further away. <laughs> anyway, we cut that bit out because yeah. <laughs> you don't need to hear that. But anyway, just so you know, it happened. Um, anyway, so before we get into that, let's talk about kick updates. First of all, mm. we have got mm. a very, very exciting little thing we wanted to give away this week. So... Mm-hmm. We wanted to give you a free month if you're not a Kick subscriber already and you want to give Keep It Cleaner a go. We thought it would be a great time to give you a free month of Kick and to celebrate me getting married, really. It's, yep. it's a yep. selfish one. Yep. one. <laughs> so we have got a one month free code, which you have to use. The only way you can use the code is through, you can't use it through the app store. You have to use it through our website. So if you sign up through the website, www.keepitcleaner.com, make your account and then you can download the app and log in. You can use the website or the app with the same account. The code is Henshaw in capital letters, H-E-N-S-H-A-W. And it is valid until Wednesday, the 15th of December. So next week it's valid for one week. And yeah, I hope you enjoy it. And so do yeah. you. So does the team. It's not just me. We. We hope you We enjoy hope it. you enjoy it in celebration of the Henshaws. And, I mean, we've got some pretty exciting kick updates um, to tell you as well, which might might really motivate you to use this code. <laughs> so, um, first of all, our kick run program has been in full swing and it is so exciting. Everyone is coming to the end of their eight-week um, program and reaching that five kilometer goal, which is super exciting. I am a week off and I am Woo-hoo! very keen to finish off. It's very exciting. And because you're all enjoying it so much, one thing that did come up a lot was the question around if we were going to do another program for a further distance, which the answer is yes. Available from next Monday, we will have our five to 10 kilometer program, which is very exciting for us and very exciting for all our users, especially those who obviously are already in Tiki Run, or maybe you didn't follow the zero to five K like program because you can already run 5k and so this is the program for you so we're very excited to bring this to the app yeah and it's awesome because it's the same if you did do the zero to five kilometer program it's three guided runs a week it's physio developed expert developed like the last one so it is like everything we do at Kik. So it is gradual build up over the eight weeks. If you start by being able to run 5K, by the end, you'll be able to run 10K, which is very exciting. And yeah, just three sessions per week. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. speaking of Kick Run, it's also very exciting. The non-virtual Kick Run that we'll be doing very soon, Sydney, we are coming for you. So if you would like to meet us and do a Kick Run with us, on Monday, the 13th of December, we will be doing a kick run in, in Sydney. So we'll pop a link in the show notes for you to enter um, and there'll be information there on the run. But yeah, we just, I'm so excited. It was so nice to do the Melbourne one, you know, a couple of weeks back and actually see the community in person. So the idea that we actually get to jump on a plane and, and do another community event in person is just so exciting. Oh, we can't wait. And then lastly, <laughs> last but not least, you would think 
there's nothing more, but there is something else. <laughs> so Kickmas is in full swing, which is so exciting. We are doing giveaways in app at the moment. Well, giveaway to win. Yeah, that's what you call it, isn't it? Because yeah. you can... We are giving Enter away something win. that you can yes. Exactly. <laughs> so today's prize is awesome. It is actually a full linen set from the Sheet Society worth $810. I mean, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. How fancy will your bed look um, <laughs> if you win? And you can head in app for your chance to win. If you go onto the homepage, you literally just click on the Kickmas prize at the top and you can enter very quick, very easy. Good luck. And now that is all, so we might have to get into this episode. And I feel like the <laughs> intro was really cringy. It's just, a, it is just having a conversation. It's good. With your it intimate was partner on a it was really good. for the world is very <laughs> scary. So hopefully this is okay for you. It is absolutely. Sorry it's not if it's awkward. It is, no, it's great. <laughs> Sorry Guys, if Dalton it. was softly spoken because no. it was too far from the microphone. <laughs> it was so good and it was such an important conversation as well that you guys spoke to as well when it comes to, you know, possibly going against the grain when it comes to a few traditions and everything like that. I thought it was such a good podcast. So if Laura's intro just then did not make you want to stay and listen, please let this motivate you to keep listening. <laughs> Hi, honey. Hi. Uh, so Dalton and I are currently on our honeymoon. So if the sound is a little bit different to normal, I apologize about that. I mean, it might be the same as my audio was last week. So I recorded in the same room in our little amazing cabin thing that we're in. Okay. I don't know what um, the, anyway, the acoustics of the thing. room aren't the normal ones that we're in. So we wanted today to do an episode with Dalton and I. We've, I've had, I reckon, I don't know how many, but so many questions about the fact that Dalton took my surname and why he did that. And I didn't want to speak for him. We thought it would be nice to actually chat to Dalton about it and then also get Dalton's perspective on the wedding because I obviously shared it last week from my perspective, but there were two of us that got married. So. <laughs> Was it? <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, thank you, Dot, for doing this. So we are on our honeymoon in Byron Bay. We've had the most incredible time just relaxing and doing nothing. We had a bit of rain, which was absolutely fine because it was just so nice to read a book inside. And yeah, we've been on some awesome runs. That was so funny. In both of our vows, in, vows, in the um, ceremony, we both vowed to continue to run together. So we kept that up. We've had some beautiful dinners and yeah, it's just been absolutely incredible. And the sun's come out for the last few days, which has been awesome too. Have you had a good time? It's been a terrible time. No, of course I've had a good time. <laughs> it's been, um, you know, what was a pretty crazy build up right up until, you know, Wednesday getting a close contact scare with COVID <laughs> as well. Um, you know, fourth time lucky was our number, but also, you know, in the build up to that both both of us, our work was pretty intense as much as, um, you know, planning for the wedding and all the above. So I think um, it's been nice just to be able to decompress and and take it all in. But, you know, what I probably haven't expected is some of the, you know, the incredible support and messages that have transpired over the last, you know, week or so, or we're pretty much a week of being Mr. Henshaw. And, um, you know, I've said publicly, uh, across social media as much as you know you've shared that story as well it's been um you know surreal to see the reaction from so many and, and I think um it's it's sort of blown me away because I think the decision wasn't too complicated for me um the decision was pretty straightforward but to so many it is um it's a shock 
and a shock to, you know, a shock at the time to my family as much as, you know, a lot of the people around me, but it felt right for us. And I think that's the most important thing. Well, I was going to ask you that question later. So Sorry, we'll hold, I won't skip ahead. We'll, we'll elaborate. That was, just, that was just a synopsis of the episode to come. <laughs> we'll the rest of it for later. How do you, I was going to ask you as well, do you feel, because I spoke, to, we've spoken about this a little bit, and we don't, that we feel relieved. And when I say we feel relieved, it's not in a like, oh my God, I'm so glad it's over way. It's just like, oh my goodness. Because I think we were so worried that we weren't going to be able to get married. And there was so much stress leading up that I think on, yeah, the day after this week, we've kind of kept looking at each other and like, wow, like we actually did it. And it's not relief and like, yes, it's done. It's just like, yeah, we don't have the stress of the wedding anymore. What is Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, I think it is relief because I think, you know, I proposed to you two years ago, I think. More, three, three, three. Three. Isn't it three? It's three in December. Three in December. Oh my God. Which we're birthday. In, yeah, in two weeks. <laughs> wow. There you go. I've even lost... I feel I feel like COVID's fast-tracked or lost a year in the mix there. But um, I think it is a bit of relief because, you know, whether it was a scare on Wednesday as much as, you know, the unknowns and the cancellations of three dates before that, I think it was a long time coming and we we're very close to, you know, just going to the registry and getting it done. And I'm so glad that we got that moment to share it with our friends and family as much as, you know... My one moment above all was walk, watching you walk down the aisle and I think <laughs> that's something I'll never forget and I didn't want to lose that moment regardless of where we were um, but to celebrate it with friends at a stunning venue like Levantine Hill, it was truly special and I think I'll look at, back at that day as being one of the best in my life and, and it really is because not only, yes, I got you as my wife but <laughs> I think to see our friends and family after not seeing so many of them yeah. for so long even made it more special. And I think that's, you know, people's emotions as much as, you know, the happiness on the day, you know, people always, the cliche, it's the happiest day of your life. Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't falter that cliche <laughs> because it was spot on. It was one of the best days, best memories I'll ever have. And, and it was so special to celebrate it with our close friends. Mm. What about the postponement? So we, I think... Well, obviously, we're completely different people. We react to events and sad events and things differently. I probably started to get excited about the fourth date before you did. I feel like you didn't let yourself get excited or enjoy it until I don't know how close. But I know you just, yeah, you didn't really want to be let down again. But how did you, how did you feel uh, about the present moments? <clears throat> To be honest, and it probably goes back to Courtney, who was helping us, you know, plan the wedding and did all the styling from Mark Makers, sort of said, you're the most relaxed groom that I've ever seen on the day. And I think part of that was a bit of a default mode because we'd been so close. And I think the third cancellation, that really hurt me a fair bit because we got, you know, five days out. Um, I think, we no, we were, or, or week we, and a half it was out. the Wednesday and we're getting married the Friday of the next week. So maybe not, we'll still, like not 10 days. And, you know, that... That one we felt really real. You know, we had our hens, our bucks. And this one, I don't think until um, literally standing at the wedding venue, mm-hmm. I, I got really nervous, you know. I mentioned what Courtney was like, why are you so relaxed? But um, I was truly relaxed because I was really at peace with the fact that we got to that day. And, um, you know, when we got to the actual venue and I was standing at the end of the altar waiting for you, I was sweating bullets at that <laughs> point. But um, I was just so excited and I think... 
that calmness was this readiness of what was, you know, two and a bit years to prepare for that day. And I think, um, you know, that third attempt, we got very, very close. And I think a lot of the, the build up there was special. And yes, ultimately we fell short, but I think, you know, all that momentum coming into last Friday, um, was you know bottled up inside and it wasn't until I was standing at the end of the aisle and everyone was sitting down I was like oh geez I'm gonna cry I'm gonna do I don't know what I'm feeling but um you know that's that's a moment I'll never forget what about the COVID scare we had three days before two days (laughs) days before before. on the Wednesday I spoke about this last week how I felt how did you feel when I got that text message well (laughs) I'd just come back from a run and you were sitting in bed tearing up and I was like I wasn't crying yet I don't think I was I was just in shock like I couldn't believe it honey you were tearing up (laughs) um but when you told me and you know you're sitting in bed and I was like I'm pretty sure I said fuck off like you're taking the piss um and I couldn't believe it then but even in that point I was like you know we'd already made that commitment to each other that if this one didn't go to plan we're getting married regardless so I think at the end of the day, there was those. I mean, if I had COVID, maybe, maybe well, not. We what did you want to do? Like a Zoom I... wedding with Kate, our celebrant? At that <laughs> like, point, we're on Zoom. At, at that point, I would have let the guests go, enjoy the party, our friends and family, and we would have done a little Zoom wedding and let everyone uh, have the best time <laughs> of their like lives without the us. I don't know, we'll be on a plasma screen sitting on the couch. That would be, jeez, like, oh, I don't even want to talk about that because I think. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if that's actually happened in, you know, someone's life or journey in the last couple of years. But um, jokes aside, I think that that moment right up until, you know, your previous question, you know, being really calm, I just didn't believe it until I was standing at the altar. And I think um, that was, I was like, great, fifth time lucky is definitely not our number, but, you know, all, all worked it well in the end. And I think, you know, that scare was a scare, but I think it shook you up a lot more than it shook me because regardless... Um, I knew we'll be getting married this time around in some way, shape or form. And I knew regardless, <laughs> I couldn't care if it was the aisle in our living room as much as anything. I'd still want that surprise and that moment to never forget because I couldn't imagine, doesn't matter what venue it would have been, watching you walk down that aisle is, is nothing short of the most <laughs> exciting <living> moment. <laughs> <laughs> you could have walked down with Ben and Bill and I would have been happy. But, um, you know, I think it's it all worked well in the end. So, mm-hmm. you know, leaving that in the past and as much as the moments that were built up to the day, we got there. Yeah, we did. Crazy. And I think also I was, because I was super anxious, as soon as I got that text message, my mind went to, I've got COVID. I have definitely got COVID. There's no chance that I, I literally didn't think there was a chance that I didn't have it, which is obviously ridiculous because I didn't. But we're um, both very paranoid. Yeah, about anyway. A little sniffle and we're, we're yeah, sick. Yeah, 100%. All right. So your, what did you do? Well, actually the night before the wedding, we all had dinner together. Then we went back to our different Airbnbs. What did mm-hmm. you do when you got back and in the morning? The night or the morning? Both. Um, the night before, I was just sitting with my groomsmen and we were just maybe having a couple of whiskeys by the fire and, you know, just really soaking it up because the place we were staying was beautiful and, um, you know, I hadn't seen one of my groomsmen for so long because he was living interstate and it was just nice to catch up and, and mm. talk through um, so many things of what the last two years we've missed out on spending time together, but also, you know, the fact that we were there spending time and quality time together was really special. So, you know, a little fire, we're in bed early enough. Um, and you know, with the wedding or the ceremony starting at 5pm the next day, 
we just really enjoyed each other's company and, you know, just caught up for old time's sake as much as what we haven't been able to do for the last two years, which I think, you know, so many people and even myself, I've just taken for granted. And that moment was really special the night before just to be sitting by the fire and spending quality time with your best mates is, um, you know, incredible. And then morning of, um, I went for a, a run. Um, my groomsmen <laughs> did not join me on the run. Um, they said, you go crazy guy. Um, and you know, that really settled me. It's a big part of how we met. Our first date was a lap of the tan as much as <laughs> It was special and I knew you'd be doing the same thing. So I was just hoping we didn't cross paths because I didn't want to see you the day before. But, um, you know, I think it allowed me to clear my head and, you know, center myself as much as, you know, get a good sweat out before the day. And, um, you know, then from there we had a big brekkie down the road in Hillsville and just chilled out. And before I knew it, it was... Tess rocked up, knocked on the door. It's time for photos and time Were to get ready. Were you in your clothes then or not? <laughs> no, I, think I, was, I think there's a photo of me in my towel being like, <laughs> Oh shit! Do we have to actually do this now? Um, how how ready do I have so to be? Did you put your suit on and then take it off because you were ready so early? We were a lot earlier because I get it. You know, you need that time. The photos. There's a lot more fanfare. We were pretty snappy, but um, I think. What time were your photos? Would have been like oh, one o'clock or something. Pretty early. I think it was two. Yeah. Okay. One or one thirty-two. Um, because like the ceremony was five, so there was a few hours, mm. and it was only half an hour with us and. Um, that's all we really needed. But we actually got changed. She knocked on the door. I was literally not ready at all. Um, <laughs> and then got ready, then got unchanged because conscious of uh, it was a hot day and the sun looked after us in the end and uh, didn't want to sweat up before because I was starting a little bit of nerves starting to kick in just after the photos. It got a little bit more real. But um, yeah, we just chilled out and our MC um, came and joined the my my groomsman just before which was really nice and um you know we just had a few um you know a couple of beers to ease the nerves and the rest you know went went to plan so to speak so so you got unchanged and rechanged yep yeah yeah i thought you would do that don't want to get sweaty. otherwise it's too long to be because i literally got into my dress i reckon 20 minutes or 30 minutes maybe before we left yeah, no. so it was quick um, you know, wearing a double-breasted jacket as much as a suit jacket when it was you know, <laughs> 25 degrees, you do, doesn't matter how much deodorant you've got on, you definitely sweat up. So, no, we all got unchanged, I think. We're just sitting, I brought the boys um, some funny, um, really nice Italian socks and they go above your knees. So I think we're all sitting out the back in our jocks with these with knee-high socks. socks. Oh I was God, like, so thank God Tess is gone now because it would have been the most hilarious What's photo. What's the point of them so they don't fall down? They don't fall down. Oh my god, that's so funny! And literally, um, they literally didn't fall down all night and day. But um, the that would have been a sight for sore eyes, you know, four blokes <laughs> with knee high socks in their jocks out in the backyard. So I apologise to the heels of your neighbours if they did see some four random blokes sitting in their jocks and knee high <laughs> oh socks. <laughs> Love it. Okay, so now with the wedding, there are a lot of traditions that. I feel like, well, I felt like there was a lot of pressure to abide by. I don't know if you did. We did not follow every single tradition of a wedding. Mm -mm. What were some of, I suppose, for you, what were some of the traditions that we did follow? Did we actually follow any? I think, well, I mean, yes, we had a ceremony. Oh, we had a ceremony. We had, you walked down the (laughs) aisle. Um, I think. And what did we decide against? Well, I'll get to the name one last because that's a bit of a given. Um, But. I think our biggest proviso, and it sounds so silly, I dare say our life admin and wedding planning, um, I think Courtney and the team could attest to this, but um, 
we weren't the, the most organised. We sort of realised a month out that, oh, we better whip back into gear and get this wedding on the on the ball. But um, I think when it came to traditions, our biggest rule for the night that guided a lot of, you know, not all the decision-making, definitely not the name, but we just wanted to spend as much time with our friends and family as possible. Mm. And we really, you know, been to so many great weddings of close friends and we really wanted to strip out a lot of the formalities because for us, I think we wanted to maximise uh, time on the Dancing dance floor. Time. Um, and that wasn't like, you know, while that sounds like that's so silly, why would you cut out traditions just to dance? We still did I quite think. a few formalities. We did, 100%. We had speeches, you know, we had, you know, I think six speeches all up. We had, you know, obviously dinner, all the above, you know. But I think, um, you know, we didn't have a wedding cake, Um you know, I think a lot of people have a wedding cake, but we had a dessert bar and cheese ball, which is mm. very us. <laughs> um, bloody fairy floss. I was like, wow, that's, um, that is very us. But I think, um, you know, we didn't, your dad didn't walk you down the aisle, nor your mum. You walked yourself down the aisle, so you, you gave yourself away. Um, but that felt like me because I just didn't feel like I needed to be given away. That's, that's very Because I'm my own person. 100%. Not that, not that if anyone's done that, that is no. just, just to me that didn't feel like. It's for us. And yeah, I think, you know, like what I would right. say to anyone listening to this, this is personal to us. So yeah. this is, there's there no, is right, no right, there's or, no right wrong or wrong here. Like it's just what's personal to you guys and your partnership and the relationship. And I think that's really important to remember what we're talking about is just our lived experience. Mm. And, and your family too. And what we value. But I think, um, yeah, we, what do we, we had no cake, didn't get walked down the aisle. We didn't f- throw the bou- bouquet. We were meant um, to, but then we... Forgot the no, dancing time. Courtney came up to me and she said, shall we do it? And I said, nah, it's going to waste too was, much dancing was time. Was that the point when you were fake like DJing on the booth yeah. and you were uh, having a bit too much fun? I was like, fun? we got to go dancing. Um, so, you know, that, that in itself, you know, there was a few things that were guided by what we love doing the most. Mm. Dancing, spending time with our closest friends and family. That is what we love doing the most. And I think um, that's a contributing factor to the decisions. But I think all in all, the decisions really worked out. But there were still traditional elements, as we mentioned. So I think, in essence, I think if, I was, if anyone is listening to this, yes, this is how we went about our day. But Hopefully there's, there's no at right least one wrong. person listening. There is no right or wrong here, and I think what decisions you make with your partner on the day, it will be special regardless, providing you've made it for yourselves. So now for the main talking point of our wedding, which we, as we kind of already touched on, we absolutely didn't think that that would be the case at all. I think for us, in you taking my surname, it was absolutely something that I, when you when you first said that you would, I was like, I was so happy and um, it brought me, I felt, yeah, I just felt really grateful that you had proposed that to me. However, I think I underestimated how uncommon it actually was with, I mean, we knew a few people that had done that. So I don't know, to me, it just didn't feel like it was that. Who do you know? Different. Just friends of friends. So not, no one actually externally. I don't know anyone. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, No, I know some friends of friends and... Yeah, anyway. But I didn't know that and I didn't think about that before actually putting it forward to, as a suggestion. Like, I didn't ask myself the question, which friends have done this yeah, before? Okay. Yeah. Like, I didn't think, oh, who else has done it that I know of? Which, I don't know, celebrities done it. I don't know. Like, 
in the moment, it just felt right for our relationship. And you did offer to take my name. And I think, you know, I dwelled on it for a little bit. I think we dwelled on, you know, double barreling it. But then I was just deeply concerned about the passport office if two double barreled uh, kids when end you up say catching double up. Barreled, hyphen, so, hyphen. so if we put both of our names, we, we would, I mean, it's it's a really great option for people that don't 100%. want to take, as we, as Dalt said so many times, it's your choice. It's your life. There's no right or wrong decision. But we did, we did have a few jokes about if our kids were double uh, hyphenated and then they married a hyphenated and then the kids had eight surnames that but you know if that, <laughs> that license if it, is, it is what it have. is and you you know you make work what what you 100%. want to. but anyway so what was this can you share the story behind you taking my surname well i think we sort of summed it up i think you know at first you offered to take my name which you know incredibly grateful but you know, traditional for a reason. That's hundreds of years of tradition and, you know, what at the time, cool. That's what you do, right? And I think, um, you know, my biggest, you know, my response to that being like, can I take your name? I think maybe caught you off guard at first, but I also know how hard you've worked to achieve what you have in your career and your name is so closely attached to, you know, being the CEO of Keep It Cleaner and, and the career that you've carved out, um, for yourself and I think um, my biggest thing for that is and I think you would say the same thing my name does not define who I am mm. my actions do and you know either or I would say if you did take my name it didn't but it made a lot more sense for me to take your name and and for the the, the funny hilarious reason of that double-barreled name is is one consideration but the biggest thing for me is I just wanted to make sure our kids um, our future kids um, had the same last name as their parents. And, and that I was something that's important to you. Because obviously there's, if, if anyone listening has kids yeah. with a different surname because you haven't changed your name, oh, that's absolutely fine. But I think, 100%. again, it just keeps coming back to what you want. hundred percent. And I think, um, you know, family is a big part of what I've been excited for my whole life. Um, coming from a broken family, which we both do. Um, you know, I was five or six when my parents separated. You were a little bit older. But nonetheless, I think, you know, for me... Starting a family with you is the biggest privilege in my life today. And so um, taking your name made sense for, you know, those couple of reasons is, yes, your career and what you've done is nothing short of incredible and your name is so closely attached to everything you do day in, day out. So that doesn't change. Mine does not. Um, And then, you know, that decision of our kids having the same last name as their parents is, um, you know, something that's special to me, special to Mm. us. And I think um, ultimately that got to that decision. And I think, you know, probably the last point was, you know, coming from a broken family, my family name probably didn't hold as much, um, you know, it it still means a lot to me. It's still a huge part of my identity, but, you know, it wasn't like I was taking it and, and, and carving out my own path to what the next Graham clan or something like that may be. It's, didn't carry that emotional weight with it which I know it does for so many um Mm. and that's I think that's worth mentioning I I totally understand why um people or you know the woman or you know person takes the male's name I I get it it's hundreds of years of tradition and that won't change quickly that that is it is always as we've said a personal decision but I think you know for me you know there, there was aspects of that that um, it was not my, I absolutely adore my family and everything they've done for me. They've afforded so many opportunities in my life to get to where I am right now. And 
it's not to say I don't value those you know opportunities any less by taking a different surname. I'm still Dalton. No one walks around and saying that when you have two first names like people call you Graham or, or Dalton, but now um, I'm always going to be Dalton. Like you don't walk around or your dad doesn't call you Graham or Mr. Graham <laughs> or Mr. Henshaw. Like, you know, I think... Um, it's 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 one of those things I'm you know Dal- Dalton to my closest friends or family and, and and in work so I think um my surname doesn't define who I am but it defines where I'm going next and you know that's the most important thing to me is to start my own family with you and I think when I come back and look at this moment and probably what's transpired and you know I've done a lot of reflecting over the last week week since you know making that decision and some of the, you know, the commentary and things that have transpired off the back of that is, you know, being truly, it's, it's blown me away. It's left me speechless. And I still don't really know how to articulate, um, you know, what has actually happened. I think it would take time for that to sink in. But, um, you know, for me, it felt right for us. And for me to offer to take your name felt like an obvious choice. And I think that's why it's probably caught me off guard this week with some of the commentary around taking it and some of the, you know, the incredible... Um, you know, kind messages and, and, and supportive messages of the decision, I think will take time to sink in. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I just bring it simply back to, you know, you're my wife and, you know, my family, we are the Henshaws and, and that's how, you know, I'll live out the rest of my days. I think you articulated that so incredibly well. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. All right. How did your friends and family react I'll start friends and family I'll separate them for the conversation because I think friends I think they might have been surprised but they really understood because they know our relationship you know they know you very well um you know they're the people we spend so much time with and um I think it's still a surprise because a lot of our friends have been married and have taken you know more the traditional route on on what that decision making process looks like um but our friends were very supportive of the decision Mm -hmm. Um, my family though, um, probably caught them off guard quite a bit. Uh, I definitely grew up in a very, um, let's say traditional family environment, although yes, a broken family from, you know, the age of five or six. Um, you know, my, that mentality of, you know, the man is the breadwinner and he provides for the family, he works and, you know, mum stays home. And, you know, like I said, that is still... The case for so many and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that however um you know i think that along with the built up you know um you know of what i'm doing in my own career as much as you know we're both achieving so much together um i think it definitely caught a few of them off guard and there's a few pretty full-on conversations that um you know transpired off you know sharing the decision and um, you know, it's fair to say, um, you know, it's definitely in the past and all family were present on the day. And I think that's the biggest <laughs> thing at the end of the day that's, um, while there is and friends and family, sometimes you have to have tough conversations and, you know, there was some tough conversations with my father and, um, my mum, but the reality is they've supported me in the decision that were there on the day and they're extremely proud to welcome you into their family as much as, you know, the other way. And I think that's really what it has to come back to. It is a conversation. Um, I've sort of said and, and, and thought about a lot this week is there's so many societal norms that 
happen and have changed over the years for the better. Now, this is not to say this one is for the better, but it's just to have the conversation. And I think that's what it really comes back to is hundreds and hundreds of years of tradition won't necessarily change overnight. And um, it's not to say it needs to change, but the origins of where that decision and how that came about is not necessarily, I definitely don't agree with. Um, but I won't go into that now. It's The reality is I think what I've really reflected on this week is so many people are surprised to have the conversation and you know a lot of the messages of support have been around thank you for opening up the conversation and I think there's so many aspects of our lives now that people are more willing to have conversations across so many different um, aspects of you know life and um, whether it's our own health as much as anything else I think this is just another conversation that um, people should be prepared to have and ultimately it will be a very personal choice and there is no right or wrong here it is purely a personal decision between two people that love each other mm. and I think at the end of the day what will feel right will be the likely outcome no matter all the options that we've spoken about that were right 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 or wrong for us I think um that's what it has to come back to mm. yeah I think I think that's amazing and that's exactly right it's just nice now that we can have the conversation one thing, and it's also, I think, because you made the decision and because we are meant to be married for so many times, <laughs> you made the decision quite a while ago to change your name. And it's been very interesting. We've kind of touched on this, but how everyone's kind of said that it's groundbreaking, which I don't think we expected. Do you think that's interesting that that term has been used? I think so. But um, I think the thing that blew me away this week is all this new information that I learned about it because I had, I naively had not thought too much about it because it felt so right for us. But learning in statistic this week that roughly one to 2% of all men take the woman's name. Um, I think groundbreaking matches that slightly, not the fact that my, like my instance, it's been done plenty of times before, but one to 2% is a lot lower than I had assumed. Mm. Um, in the world we live in today and, and the push for equality in so many different facets of life and, um, you know, the positive push and momentum, which has still got a long way to go, I think the reality is I had assumed it would be slightly higher. I didn't think it would be anything like 50-50 or anything like that. Definitely not. But I thought it might be a bit close to the 10 20% or something like that. But mm. the reality is I think um, when I heard that statistic, I think words like groundbreaking or progressive or things like that, I think is, um, that's, that's one way to characterize the decision, but I still just bring it back to that personal decision and personal choice that works well, because I think it's none of that. It just felt right for us. Mm. Um, that was not front of mind in making the decision. It just felt right for our relationship and, and putting it forward felt really something that I was excited for. And, and, and I think, um, you know, that's where, it's blown my mind a little bit this week of, you know, researching and learning a bit more on it, but hearing statistics like that sort of drums at home a little bit further of like, hey, it's not, it doesn't happen that often. And it definitely doesn't. And, um, but now perhaps some people will have that conversation. Mm. And as I say again, and it sounds silly because I don't want to repeat it, but there is no right or wrong here. Just do what works for your partnership. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing. All right, now what about negative comments about the decision? So we've had some funny, the I, the funniest comment I saw was, or message, someone kept messaging me asking if we had 
originally the same surname because I think they just couldn't make sense as to how yours had changed. So they must have thought that you mm. must have had exactly the same surname as me, which obviously wasn't the case. And then another one that I saw pop up, it was more in my DMs uh, a little bit, was about masculinity and that you weren't masculine because you took my name. Mm. Did you get any other negative comments and how did you feel about them? When it comes to negativity, I think how you receive the message and how you interpret the message is how much you let it consume you. Um, for me, and it sounds, this is, you know, a bit like the decision and why I've been sort of shocked. I really don't care two hoots about what people think about me or what others might think about us. I am so focused and laser-eyed on caring about you and our family and our future family that um, the decision felt right in our little bubble, in our little life bubble, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. And I think people will always have their opinion. They're entitled to their opinion. I never, and I know it's very different, like, you know, between the both of us, you know, with your social media and, and the role that you play in influencing so many women across, you know, the world it still blows my mind a big reason why i took your name but you know that the negativity in the comments people are entitled to their opinion i understand that it shocked so many it shocked my family as i've shared today and um i think what it would be is still whether it's negativity or positivity that's a conversation starter and i think the fact that whether it's a negative message they're starting a conversation or they're thinking about reacting and sometimes those reactions at first can be hurtful and then you can go away and think about it. We've all probably been there. And and I think the reality is I think those negative comments are people projecting what they've known for hundreds of years. Mm. That won't change overnight. So many things, like I just said before, still have a long way to go to change to have positive outcomes for the world, for individuals, for us as people. And I think um, when it comes to... People having their opinion, cool. Have your opinion. Send us a message. It's never been easier, you know, thanks to old mate social media to get in touch with people, even if you don't know who they are. They're just words. What's most important is how we feel for each other and the decision being right for each other and our partnership. And that's what I bring it back to. Mm. That's nice. Is that nice? That's nice. Thank you. Okay, so I love this question. Have Bill and Ben always been Henshaws or will we have to change their name? I actually... They're Graham. I think they're, they're Graham. Billy and Ben... It's Billy and Ben Graham at the vet, so they're going to have That's my legacy. Have... That's my last... <laughs> that's all they get. They can't actually... So uh... will we change it? Yeah. We're the Henshaws. But um, <laughs> I'm not... I won't be rushing to do the paperwork, but I think... Um... I wonder what paperwork you have to do to oh, change the dog's name. I don't think you need to go to the town think they're hall. Regist- and- aren't they just registered yeah. as Ben and Bill anyway? I think we just went through that. But um, <laughs> no, the points. Um, no, we will we'll sort that out whenever we get to it. But um, they've been a Ben and Bill the flower pot men. No, I'm joking. <laughs> All right, last question. What piece of advice would you give to any bridegroom or partner who is thinking of going against traditions for their big day? I think this, as we said, do what feels right for you guys. I, whether it's a name, not having a wedding cake, or walking yourself down the aisle, or having no aisle at all, 
there's no right or wrong. Just do what feels right for your relationship. And I think, you know, uh, so many people, you heard cliches that a wedding day is for everyone else. It's for friends and family and all, you know, but sorry, selfishly, it's about us. It's about us coming together and, and you know, having a partnership that, and committing to each other for the rest of our lives. And there's something really special in that for me. And, and I know for you, it was a massive part of, you know, morally, both of our values were very aligned to starting a family, both coming from, you know, yes, broken families, but supported nonetheless. And I think we want to bring that support together to whatever our future children or the many Ben and Bills, or not many, we'll keep Ben and no. Bill for many times, but <laughs> the farm field of golden retrievers at one point. But um, I think you just got to do what's right. And I think always think this day is about us. Mm. How do we want to spend this day? And I think with what you just said, you have to do what's right. It's it's about what feels right. And that's what I would say, as, as you said, there's, I mean, I'm a people pleaser. I completely get it. It can be really hard, but this is the one day that you're making such a big commitment to someone else, you know, to your partner, to marry someone and spend the rest of your life with them in most cases. But, and so for that reason, because it is such an important day to you in your life, it needs to be a day that you feel is you. And I think I had all of this stress building up before the wedding that I was going to let people down because of the things that we decided to or not to do that were traditional. And on the day, I just felt so much joy and gratitude that we went with the day that felt like us and we didn't do anything for anyone else. We did it. We did it for us. And I know it can be a really hard conversation to have with your families and you, yeah, it is, it's weddings are very stressful. I think with all the planning, obviously there's a lot of things that go into it, but then I feel like, unfortunately, well, I mean, some people doesn't happen, but with a lot of families, it brings things up and it can just be, you you might just want to avoid it. And, you know, if you do, that's okay, but make sure you, if you do decide that, you know, whatever tradition you do or you don't want to follow, speak to your family about it and say, you know, this is what feels right for us. It's our day. It's a really important day to us, for us. And I think that, you know, if you explain it that way, they should understand and you should do what feels right for you. Well, I feel like the the theme, the reoccurring theme across all of it is just having the conversation. Yeah, 100%. Having the conversation, doing what feels right for you guys as much as for your family. And I think, um, you know, going into it with your eyes wide open knowing that you know there's so many exciting moments that you want to cherish and and i think the only last parting piece would just be having those conversations and being open to um you know thinking about what really makes sense for you guys and and you guys alone because it's such a special day and you know marriage is such a huge commitment uh is a massive commitment above anything else starting a family with another person and committing to them on the dotted line and saying (laughs) I want to spend the rest of your life with you is, um, you know, special to me, special to you, special to us and special to so many people. So just have the conversation, be open to so many ways of looking at your wedding day and, and enjoy it for what it is because, geez, the one cliche that goes by, it goes fast. <laughs> it goes fast. I would love to relive it and, you know, lucky you can do it with photos and videos and all the above now and so many people with iPhones, which definitely wasn't a thing back in the day, but... I think um, just enjoy every moment because it goes fast and all that planning and all the build-up is something really special and don't miss out on it. Love that. What a way to finish. I still feel so weird. This is the second time Dalt's come on the podcast 
And I thought it would feel more, I think it, it's because we have, and I said this last time, we have, you know, you have the most intimate conversations of your life with your partner, which no one else can hear. And it's very weird having a phone recording this as we talk. Is it? Very anyway, so <laughs> we hope that was, that was okay. And Dot, thank you so much for, for coming on and answering those questions and sharing things from your heart. It was lovely. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. We loved recording that podcast for you. And remember, if you would like to try Keep It Cleaner out, we have got the free code, which is Henshaw in capital letters. If you sign up via the website, www.keepitcleaner.com and you want to give Kik a go, you can have one free month with that code. It is valid until next Wednesday. Yes, absolutely. And we've got another KickPod episode happening next Monday. It's a very special one with a team member of ours um, for the Kick Bump segment. And Laura and I will be back in your ears next Wednesday as well. And you can also find us on Instagram at keepercleaner, at laura.henshaw and at Smith. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Thank you.